Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The numbers game. Okay, Dan, every week, look forward to this. ChicagoTribune.com, you have a package of numbers that are relevant to the game plan, to what will happen on Sunday, and we're going to hit on a couple of those now. Where do you want to start? Because I think that you could go a lot of different directions. A couple stood out to me this morning when it was published. Yeah, so I've got four for you. Two of them are going to be linked. The first one is just, you don't even need to comment on it. It's just going to be a weekly update until it gets somewhere. It's 0.77, and that's the number of completions per possession by the Bears offense through the first four games of the season. I'm going to bring this up every week on the show until it gets north of 1.0, right? Like, this is going to become the staple until the Bears average more than a completion per possession. So we we don't even need to go any more into that because it is what it is. All right. Now, moving on to the paired numbers, I'm going to give you this 15, 291, 2. That is the catches, receiving yards, and touchdown total of the entire Bears receiving core. Oh my God. 15, 291, and 2. And now we're going to compare that with 28, 393, and 2. That is the catches, receiving yards total, and touchdown total of Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, one man oh my gosh. facing the Bears in the entire category. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this brings up my meatball question of the week. I'll use it now because there's many that I could choose from. Does this mean that the Bears should be looking at veteran wide receivers that might have been cast aside on the waiver wire? Tavon Austin. I know OBJ's out there. The rumors, the Packers or the Giants. Is there anybody else out there that can come in? I know Nikhil Harry is healthy, but he's not going to play likely on Sunday. Is there anybody out there to offer any help? I promise you Odell Beckham Jr. is going to find a team that's got a chance to play deep I, I, into I January. Know. I, know. <laughs> I just yeah. want, I know you said it was a meatball question so the yeah. meatball fans can get their Parmesan cheese and put that question to the side. Okay. Uh, you know, look, like I, I'm all for exploring any option you can you can look at, right? Byron Pringle's on injured reserve. Uh, Valus Jones has been hurt. Nikhil Harry's been hurt. Like you, you don't have the luxury right now of being selective or picky. Uh, you just need to have mutual interest from, from somebody that wants to come join an offense that's struggling like this. 
you know, you think back to, 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 I guess it was, was it Trubisky's rookie year where they had that receiving core where I think Kendall Wright and Dontrell Inman were their top two targets, oh, right? Oh, it's been a flashback. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's painful. And that's kind of what we're looking at in a, a different version here. Uh, look, they, they, they've just got to find ways to get things going. And Darnell Mooney had a, a, an uptick in production in week four. They needed to uptick a couple more times. Uh, and so let's see, let's see what they can do there. Uh, but man, like the other part of that is, is Justin Jefferson is really damn good, David. And, and since 2020, Justin Jefferson has the most receiving yards of any receiver in the NFL. And so they've got their hands full trying to defend him this weekend. Where have you gone, Josh Bellamy? Um, <laughs> all right, what's, what's another number that we need to look out for? All right, here's one more, and it's just a rando. It's a, a 2006, and it is the last time that the Bears played the Vikings in Minnesota before Thanksgiving. My entire time on the Vikings beat, my entire time on the Bears beat, these games have been either on November 30th or in December or into January. So it's always been a, a really cold weather trip up to Minneapolis. The Bears go up there. The last time, David, you might have been in attendance of this game, probably were, that they played in Minneapolis at the Metrodome before I, Thanksgiving. I, I, I remember it too well. That Week three. Grossman gets injured game. No, no, no. That no, that wasn't the Grossman one. 2006, Grossman throws a game-winning touchdown pass in the final two minutes to Rashid Davis. That's it. Yes. Okay. 1916 win that that put the put the Bears. Uh, you know, I think they were three and zero at that point, and they they continued rolling. Obviously, that's the Super Bowl season. So good vibes last time. Didn't Rex get injured there one of those times? He did. He did. He got in a season opener one year. Uh, that might uh, would probably 2004. Four, maybe? I, I, there was maybe an four. image I have of Rex on a golf cart down in the uh, bowels of the old Metrodome, and I remember that well. But I also remember the Rasheed Davis game in 06. That was a long time ago because then you got used to going to Minneapolis for the holidays. You had to bundle <laughs> up, and it was a great trip because you could go to the mall, get your shopping done, and get back, and it's always a fun time. No sales so, tax on clothes at the Mall of America. Bingo. So there you go. <laughs> it's such a big bonus. All right, you know what the number is that you introduced and it's on your list, and I, I credited you on the Mullen Haw show, but I was also using it and getting a lot of mileage out of it. 36 possessions since the last touchdown pass? Yeah. 36 possessions since the last Bears touchdown pass. Way back to Equinemia St. Brown when we broke down how great the play action That's pass right. was. That's right. That's what I'm saying, right? We were oh breaking it down in, in, in detail, and we haven't anything since. David, the crazy part about that is, remember, it was like the, the reasoning was like the Bears passing attack was, was stalled because they played in a monsoon. And guess what? The game in the monsoon is the only game in which they've thrown a touchdown pass, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they threw two yeah. of them. So, like, yeah, yeah at some point, this, this, this slump has got to break, and, and we've got to have something else to talk about. Any other good numbers? Any Anyone else you want to throw out there before we get to predictions? No, that's it. And, okay. uh, yeah, the predictions, I have a feeling, are going to be one-sided this week. But you guys can tell me. And I know Studs, even even our even our Homer Studs is going to have to, to, to let us know if uh, if he can find faith in his beloved Well, Bears. let's bring in Adam Studzinski, our ace producer, and also who is unselfish there with the shades. His future is so bright, he's got to wear <laughs> those shades. Um, I think that Studs is very unselfish as well. Kevin Lapka helped out with the Justin Fields graphic, and he deserves as much credit as Adam Studzinski. I gave Adam the credit. Kevin Lapka <laughs> deserves some too, and that comes straight from Adam. So, Adam, we want to know, who do you predict will win Sunday at the best, I think, best stadium, Dan? I haven't been to SoFi. The best stadium I've been to at U.S. Bank uh, Field in Minneapolis. 
Oh, you guys, you guys clearly haven't been to Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown State <laughs> Stadium is pretty great. <laughs> they call it the the the, the Ice Castle or something. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A lot of I spent a lot of time covering uh, Missouri Valley football in case you guys didn't notice. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, look. I you guys know I'm a homer. You guys know I love the Bears. I can't. I can't in good conscience pick them to win this game. They're just not the better team. I hate saying that Kirk Cousins is the is the, the a Kirk Cousins led team is the better team, but they just are. The offense to me too much for them. So I got the Vikings twenty seven to seventeen, and hopefully we just see some some progress from Justin Fields because I I just can't see them winning the game. Okay, Adam Sadzinski in the books twenty seven seventeen. Dan, I think this could be a rough day for Justin Fields, I think it could be a rough day for the Bears. And I think the concern that the Vikings will be jet lagged because they played in London last week and the fact that uh, teams coming back from London who don't have a bye week and play immediately the Sunday after are two and three means absolutely nothing (laughs) against this Chicago Bears defense that way they'll be able to run the ball against and this this Minnesota Viking offense, which I think is going to do whatever it wants. And I think offensively for the Bears, they're going to struggle. This could be a real difficult uh, excursion for Justin Fields. And I'm not sure that uh, if he thought last week was bad, this could be worse. I'm not sure how they're going to score a touchdown, but I think they'll score one. I think they might score some field goals with Cairo Santos back, Michael Badgley, signed by the Lions, by the way. Um, but I've got 31-16 Vikings over Bears. Similar margin for me, different score. I filed my prediction for ChicagoTribune.com as Vikings 27, Bears 13. Just to make sure that I wasn't missing something, I reached out to a couple of my uh, writing counterparts in the Twin Cities to ask them how the Vikings would lose this game. I'm going to read you a couple samplings anonymously from these folks in Minnesota about how the Vikings could possibly trip up at home against the Bears. Here's the first one. It says, Cousins throws a couple bad picks and the defense, which has been run on a few times already this year, can't keep the Bears from making things easier for Justin Fields. So that's one of them. The other one says that the Vikings defense sits back in a passive zone shell and lets the Bears run the ball and helps Fields gain confidence. Confidence. Donatel has been really soft, but as poor as the Bears are throwing the ball, the Vikings should easily win this one at home. So there's some intel from from the Twin Cities. Uh, it didn't make me shorten the margin of victory because I was like, man, it's hard to pick a team to lose by two scores in this league. Uh, that's where I'm staying. And you, it sounds like you're right there with me. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a tall order, and I don't think the Bears are ready for that. And I think the Vikings are, you know, better than most teams who have first-year head coaches and first-year GMs uh, tend to be. And they are 3-1 and one on the verge of becoming 4-1. and one. 